Disclaimer. The following podcast contains explicit language and adult content. The content may offend some listeners. Relax and don't be a hater. Hello. Welcome to a Walk in the Park podcast. This is Riss. And this is Babs. And in our podcast, we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of wine, cake, laughter, friendship, success, families, fun, the extraordinary. We're happy you're listening. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> I love it. Let's just get this walk started, baby. Woo woo! Guys, how do you talk about life when you haven't even lived at all? And how do you talk about love when the only thing you love is your dog? I don't know. Preview. In this episode, Babs and Riss continue their COVID-19 pandemic discussions, but they also talk about books, movies, TV. There is some disturbing content in Babs' audio diary regarding Mahatma Gandhi, so just be prepared for that. In the meantime, please listen and enjoy. Here we are. We're on. We are on. It's our social distance podcast. <laughs> That's the audience. <laughs> yes, that's right. So to explain to our listeners, Riss and I are on Zoom recording this podcast episode so that we can practice safe social distancing. Or as I saw yeah. somebody post on Facebook, you know, it said social distancing and it crossed it out and it said physical distancing plus social emotional support. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was great yesterday that we got a whole group of us on this Zoom thing. I thought that That's was true. Fun. See, we could have an Zoom could be one of our advertisers as long as this recording works. Yeah, yeah, but that was but, great. We all had a glass of wine or whatever, and we were all relaxing and catching up. And it was nice to see people who are stuck out of town or who really are on lockdown now. Having said yes. that. Let's move yes. to the lockdown discussion because I'm starting to get text messages from people who have family in the military. Yes. And that might actually happen. Not martial law per se, but like right now, I think it's Illinois, California, Connecticut, and New York who are kind of like on, they're on lockdown, but yes. if you go outside, it's like one of those things where if they I don't know what the premise is like. Can you walk your dog without getting fined? Because people, that's the whole thing. They might get start, they're not going to get arrested, but they could potentially get fined for being out and about. So I think there are two things. One, I don't think there's any actual enforcement mechanism right. in place for this right. fining misdemeanor system. And then second, um, as I understand from my friend who is in lockdown and was in, this is not our this is not our friend, but my other friend that was in one of the Northern California lockdown counties had said, "You're still allowed to go outside and walk your dog or be outside, you know, with social distancing, right? Um, like to get exercise or something." So, you know, like a week or so ago, and I'm going to say this now because it seemed like such a big secret, and I was like waiting for it to happen, but I had somebody in my life who also had a very high connection up in the Georgia National Guard. And so this person was telling me like, don't say anything, but you know, things are gonna get worse and make sure you have all your groceries. And the thing was the next day after this person told me this, cause I was thinking, oh God, this is like coming down like within the next 24 hours. And this was more than a week ago now at this point. Today's Saturday, March 21st. This was more than a week ago. Um, and I Googled it and like it had been news three days before. It was like, it said something like Governor Kemp has called up 2000 National Guard yes. people. Um, and I was like, first of all, 2000 is not a lot. So I don't know where oh. you think you're putting them, but I doubt they're gonna be here in our little town. Right. You know, you're gonna put them in Atlanta. You're going to put them in some other big -er cities, maybe, or around institutions like the CDC. Right. So, but as far as I can tell, um, I don't know. It I, Definitely, I do not think, I feel no sense of urgency about that now. 
So I know military people are saying like they're being told they have to come back, they can't leave the state, et cetera, et cetera. I just think that's a normal precautionary measure. I don't know that it actually means anything significant is gonna happen. Yeah, I don't know. I think that if, if everybody sticks to social distancing for at least another two weeks, I think, I think we'll be out of, I think things will be okay. Well, let me we tell you what I saw on my walk I today. Know. <laughs> Walking through the park, I haven't even told you the best part. So first of all, I saw people letting their kids play on the playground, which I'm just like, oh my God. That's great. Um, I saw people on the tennis courts. Um, I saw people playing golf frisbee because our local park has a course for that. Um, you know, we were practicing social distancing and giving everybody a wide berth. But we're walking by the playground and all of a sudden we hear this woman shouting. She has her dog and she's in the playground. She clearly doesn't have a kid with her. And she's shouting, yeah, they took my job to China. Everything's made in China now. Well, this is what we get. And I hope it gets worse for everyone. Oh my God, what is this, New York City? <laughs> I know, right? She did not sound like she had a New York accent. So she's like shouting and we're just kind of walking by, like looking at her and I hear one mom whose kid's on the playground. She's like, hey, there are kids here. Do you mind keeping it down? <laughs> we're like, just keep walking, just keep walking. And then Vivian was like, what was she saying? I didn't even understand what she was saying. Um, so I was like, she's a mentally unstable person who should not be outside right now. Right. But to your Bad point, job. like, you know, if you're out using playground equipment, you know, I'm not sure. There were people on the baseball fields. Um, you know, I mean, Georgia is obviously definitely not contributing as much to ending this situation as say the other states might be that are taking more extreme measures so right we shall see i mean i think you maybe heard this and this was a few days ago um i read this that president trump was asked you know after the 15 days is it going to be over like these right 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 lines and in fairness to him, I think this was a pretty good answer. And you know, I never like to say in fairness to him. Right. Because I don't like him and think he's completely incompetent. But he said, we'll know on day 14. Right. Fair enough. Yeah, we can't predict this far out. I mean, we no. see the trend going up. We see the cases, you know, which doesn't cause me any number, doesn't cause me to panic because I knew once they have more tests, we're going to see the numbers go up. Right. I don't think we have, I don't think that's any indication that the situation is getting worse or that social distancing protocols aren't working. This was always going to happen. So I look at the deaths. Yeah. That's the number I'm tracking. How many people are dying? And then really, I'd like to know who's dying. If it's people in the high risk groups. Thank you. Because you know what? They're not mentioning that. Yeah. They're just not, they're not differentiating. They're not saying older people or, you know, uh, I, I don't know. It's just, it's very weird. There was one place that I did see some data. I'm trying to remember where it was. It might've been the AJC and they were saying like, at least the information they got, they were able to say like, this was a 57 year old man with pre-existing conditions. This right. was a um, but yeah, they're not focusing on that on the news, which is one of the things that like frustrates Jonathan. Cause he's like, they just give like the sensationalist news. Right. Right. I mean, no, and I then in with like some feel good stories, right? They're like, here's what people are doing. It's right. like, that's great. But I also want to hear the data. Like the people who are dying could have died from the regular flu, like, right. or, you know, a regular flu, sorry, not to imply that the coronavirus is a flu. Right. Um, but yes, but you know, so we're, we're social distancing, we're somewhat self-isolating. So let's talk about what we should watch and what we should read. You yeah. just read a huge book. So tell us about that. Uh, I just read Outlander for the first time. Um, I don't think I would read it for a second time. I don't know anybody who would. <laughs> but there would be no need. 
so outside of August telling me I was crazy for reading a book that long, um, I I was not pleasantly su surprised. I was shocked actually. I didn't. I, it was a lot of the same thing happening inside the um, the story over and over again, and I was like, oh, God, is, isn't there any like plot twist to this? It's just the same thing over and over again. So she, she you know, she comes into time, back in time and she gets captured, but then she's okay. And then something else happens where she's captured and then she's okay. And he saves <laughs> her again. And then she's captured again. Oh no, he's captured. And then she saves him. And it's like over and over and over again. And I was like- The uh, ultimate love story. That type of story for me is better told via TV. So I'm wondering if I might like the show better than I like the, the story. Well, so, and I, the amount of time that elapsed between when I read Outlander by Diana Gabaldon and saw the first season of uh -huh. the show was at least a decade, if not more. So I don't remember if I felt that the show was very true to the book. I mean, it obviously contains a lot less, I think. Right than the book does, but I remember reading the book and enjoying it, and I remember watching the show and enjoying it, so. Right. Um, okay, yes. well, maybe I'll, I'll keep going once I'm able to get to the library. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm trying, I can look, gosh, I just, I had all the books, or like, at least maybe yeah, four Yeah, but I can't five. see right now, you'd have to leave them on your front porch. I know, I know, <laughs> but. And then I would have to I just, quarantine them for two weeks. <laughs> I just can't remember if they're on my bookshelf, if they're in storage, or if I gave them away. Uh, what do you think yeah. I would have given them away? Yeah. I did I enjoy them. I don't know. I'll look. I'll look on my shelves. I just can't picture them on my shelf because, as we said, they're pretty thick books. So. Right, right. <laughs> and I got some time on my hands, so it's all good. I have right now I I have two more books to read. I'm like just not even really 30 pages into a second book. So we'll see. We'll see. I, and I have a lot of Elizabeth George books. Is that her name? The yeah, one that's the these. one we, yes. were, we were reading some of them together. Yes, I do have like seven of her books. My mom gave them all to me in paperback. She had extras, which is I'm not quite sure why she had extras. <laughs> so I have a whole bunch of them. I can read those. Maybe people kept giving them to her because they knew she liked her. No, you know what? She goes to book sales. I was going to say either that or she gets them for like 10 cents a copy yeah. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> that's, didn't think she had them, bought them, and then realized she had extras. So it's all good. Yup. Yeah. So anyway, so that's, that's my reading right now. And Wait, so what are you reading next, did you say? Uh, I forgot. I'd have to run upstairs to get the book. It's, it's a murder. I know. Okay, but is it an Elizabeth George book? No, no, no. Actually, no. this one is not. It actually won. I just like the title, so I picked it up. But it takes place in Arizona somewhere. You got to stay closer New, New to Mexico. your phone. Huh? You got to stay closer to your phone. When you lean back, you don't sound that good. Oh, okay. I'm not on my <laughs> phone. I'm actually on my computer. Oh, you are? Okay. Yeah. You just get further away. It makes me uh, sad. <laughs> Uh, I have two books I'm reading right now. Let's see if I can remember the title. One is The Great Alone by Kristen Hanna. My sister, yeah, my sister-in-law gave it to me um, because we do a Hanukkah book exchange. Um, and my guess is she picked it for me because it's set in Alaska. And of course, I loved my Alaska trip last year. The timing of it is different because I wasn't there in 1974. When the right. book is set, I'm, I was there, you know, last year in 2019. Right. <laughs> so, but I will say so far, except for like more references to the Vietnam War, it doesn't seem like there's nothing to indicate to me that it couldn't have been set, you know, in 2019. And there's oh. just a group of people that are, um, like, what are those people who are like, want to be off the grid and protect oh, yeah. their guns? I like, and I like the idea of that. Think that, no, but think like the government is coming to get them. <laughs> yeah, I think that too. <laughs> no, you don't. Stop it. 
And then I have another one that I haven't finished. It's like the something about like the the pessimist's guide to worrying or the worrier's guide to pessimism or something. Okay. <laughs> Which is kind of funny because it's actually this woman just wrote a book. It's really like a travel memoir. She um was so but she was just explaining how she's a worrier by nature and i'm gonna butcher her name but her name is like tori del roche and i guess her dad was like a famous horror movie director um and so (laughs) she had like a little more traumatizing childhood maybe than some people (laughs) yeah i'd say so. so and anyway she ended up traveling around the world after she like broke this guy broke up with her they had been together for like 10 years or something and she was kind of lost and she hooked up with this connected with this woman who was um doing like a year walkabout around the globe so those are the two books that i've been reading i haven't haven't finished them yet nice you can read two books at the same time yeah i used to not be able to do that but probably for about the past maybe seven or eight years I've been able to do it. Sometimes I can even read more than that. I'm not reading two books at the same time. I have to stay focused. I can't do that. You can read a book while watching TV. That's true. I can. That's crazy. There you go. You can have the TV on in the background and read at the same time. So that's Nice. I don't know why. It's I a skill that. set. <laughs> it's a skill set. <laughs> why not? <laughs> Well, speaking of TV. Wait, hold on one second. What do you need? Okay. Okay, okay. okay. have fun. Sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> Minor interruption. So, um, you have TV on sometimes. Anything besides the news you're watching these days? All right. So, I have kind of banned myself from watching TV. I mean, inter- news, news, mm-hmm. because it's a lot. I, you know what? It's, it always sounds like the apocalypse. It always sounds pretty bad. And like, you know, you and I were saying earlier, um, they're not differentiating with the deaths and they're not saying, like, it's just all very, it's a little too much. I would rather listen to the governor of, you know, a state tell that tell us what's going on than actually listen to the news. So Gotcha. I've, I've just, just decided, you know, what, unless I, if it's really important, it's going to show up on my phone and then that, right. and that's important. But otherwise it's a lot of the same and then the numbers keep rising. So it's like, it's just, I'd rather not watch it. So having said that, uh, I'm just trying to watch a lot of cable television and I, lately it's always been like ghost shows. <laughs> what shows? Ghost shows. Oh, ghost shows. Okay. So yeah, paranormal experiences. So that okay. was all last night, and then tonight I think the family's gonna watch Jumanji because we didn't okay. watch one. And then I'm just trying to come up with other ideas for movies we haven't seen. However, having said that, the interesting thing is now I think Disney or Netflix. So I can't remember who is, but they are going. It's to Amazon. Start, they're gonna start streaming movies that are out in the theaters. Yes, I think I saw that too. I think somebody said there's going to be like a, I don't know if it's going to be a $20 fee per movie or if it's like a $20 per month. I thought there was some fee associated with it. Oh, that there's made definitely going to be a fee. Well, and but I wondered, I'm like, is it going to be a fee as if like two people are going to the well, movies? that's what I wanted to know to Chris. Yeah. I said, well, wait, are we all going to have to pay 10 bucks each? I don't even remember how much. Well, you is. wouldn't have to pay 10 bucks each. Like, you know, if you have 20... If you pay twenty dollars and you have four people in your family, you know all of them can watch it, right? Well, obviously. Not- yeah. <laughs> but you know that w- I wouldn't mind that so much if I knew that Amazon was giving the money to the movie cinema industry because exactly. they have to be. Cl- a lot of them are closed, you know, or they're having to restrict the number of people they sell tickets to. So I feel like you know that's not. That industry maybe isn't being heard as much as like the, um, you know, airline industry or the restaurant industry, but it's still being affected, I'm sure. That's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up because I think that is uh, important. My brother-in-law still works at a movie theater. He runs it, actually. He runs like a 
12 plex in um in jersey somewhere and um yeah so i don't i don't think he's i don't even know if he's really working still i have to actually reach out to him uh and ask him i didn't even think of that i don't know yeah i mean surviving they probably have to shut down because Everything well, it depends. Is- you said he's in New Jersey. Like, yeah. I don't think New Jersey hasn't done lockdown yet. So maybe at most they're just saying you can't sell. Like if a theater holds 200 people, you know, you can sell 50 tickets because you have to allow space between. Um, like, what do people call it? They said it was something like Amazon. All right, let's see if I can Google this. It was like. Amazon streaming movies. I just have my phone, but it's dead right now. That's why I'm like, I'm not, I'm not using my phone. In theaters, let's see. Let's see if there's any news on it. Uh, Especially well, since I did not see any recent Oscar award winning movies. I'd like to be able to watch those. Yes, I, what did I watch? Oh my God, my family, we watched Parasite. Jonathan and I hated it. Naomi loved it. We're like, Which is oh funny. my God, this is the worst movie ever. <laughs> now I'm gonna have to watch it because the name- That was the Oscar winner. Reflect what it's about. Wait, what? The name does not reflect what it's about. Well, it does. You think about no, a Parasite, no, no. you think about what we're going through right now. Well, no, no, no. But it, it, when you watch the movie, it'll make sense. It actually does. It's like a metaphor. Right. Because, so it's an appropriate title. It's like, you know, the premise of the story is this lower class Korean family manages to infiltrate its way into the lives of this wealthy family and basically like suck off them like a parasite. Oh. Yeah. So, um, and, you know, there's other dynamics that then come into play. And, you know, the movie was actually interesting up to a point, and I'm not going to ruin it for you if you want to watch it. But let me just say that at a certain point, and Jonathan and I, I don't think we've ever done this in our movie-going lives. All of a sudden, we're, like, screaming at the TV because we rented it, so it was on our TV. We're just like, oh, my God! Let me ask you if you can't, without giving it away, although I don't know that I'll actually see, one day I'll see it. um, What was the difference between you not liking it and your daughter liking it? Well, she was looking at it more from like a film student perspective. So she was looking at like how well done it was or, you know. Uh Uh-oh. Is that Winston? Watch him. Watch him, please. It's okay. A whole gaggle of boys just showed up in my house. What's up? Are we moving the move up Yes. Exactly. I win, logic. I win. (laughs) Okay, go on. Um, Well, I had it from uh, an, uh, an artistic point of view. I, yeah, she was looking at it from an artistic point of view and was not bothered by what bothered Jonathan and I to no end. Like, well, what, can you give that away or no? No, that'll ruin the movie for you. Oh, okay, okay. You need to now feel I it. I have to watch it so I can understand. Yeah, you need to feel it as viscerally as Jonathan and I felt it. Okay, all right. It was horrifying. <laughs> horrifying. Can't believe it. So what are you I'm looking try- at? What's going on over there? I'm looking at my phone because I'm trying to... All right, studios, movies, and theaters will be offered for in-home rental. So let's see. This was New York Times article five days ago. It says, Universal is breaking longstanding industry practice to offer The Hunt, The Invisible Man, and Emma for streaming. Um, it's going to... Well, all right. So that's not Amazon. It says... Uh, it would no longer give theaters an exclusive period of roughly 90 days to play new movies, breaking with the longstanding Hollywood practice. Uh, the decision prompted by the coronavirus pandemic and likely to anger theater owners makes Universal the first old line studio to become more like Netflix in its approach to film distribution. Um, hmm. Well, you know, to, on, a, on another note, my uh, father-in-law, Chris's stepfather, 
when he was alive, God rest his soul, he said this about 20 something years ago. He said, well, you know, there's going to be a time where you're not even going to go to the theaters anymore to watch movies. It's going to be all on TV. And we were like, well, that will never happen. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but, I could, but then on the other side of it, I said, I would like that. I would like to not have to go to the theater, even though it's a cool experience to see something live action up on the big screen. Um, it's nice now being older and sitting at home and <laughs> being able to I know. when I want or get something to eat when I want and not have to like worry. Well, so I'm, you know, and I'm a, I've become a movie going snob because I really only got, want to go to the movies where they have the beautiful seats that you reserve and they take oh, your order in your seat yes. and bring your food to you. That's the only theater type okay, of theater I want to go Okay, but here's the only downside with that. You can't see your food. I don't care. Ah! It's okay. Do I have to see my food? <laughs> I don't have to see it. I know what I ordered. I'm good. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I might be a little messier. Me, I freaked out. I was like, I can't Aww. see my food. I can't see my food. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Yeah, so, you're right. All right. It was... It was something about Amazon. Wait, okay, let's see. Wait, All right, this is a different article on Box.com. It says, the first wave of those early digital releases began today, March 20th, and the second will follow hot on its heels. Most movies will be available on various on-demand platforms, including services like iTunes and Amazon Prime, some gaming platforms like Xbox and PlayStation, and some cable providers, but most of them carry a higher price point than usual, about $20 per purchase or rental albeit still less than going to the movies in many metropolitan areas. So this is, I don't know. And I feel like it would be more than this, but it said available as of yesterday, Friday, March 20, 20th, Emma, the Jane Austen adaptation, I guess. And they say that's available on a wide variety of platforms. And then the hunt, a group of salt of the earth hicks wake up in a field and quickly realize they're being hunted for sport by globalist elites. Oh yeah, that's that. I don't like that at all. I saw the coming attraction. What the that. heck? Okay, yeah. so that's like a ripoff of Hunger Games and I don't know what. Yeah, that's no, weird. I won't see it. Uh, the oh, Invisible and a quiet Man was coming out. What is the Quiet Place too? Oh, the Quiet Place too. Yeah, yeah, that's another. I think Naomi wants to watch that, and the rest of us are like, "Well, no." I, okay, somebody in my family, not me, wants to watch it, and the rest of us were like, "Hell no!" <laughs> I hate that. Song. That first movie was horrifying. Oh yeah. All right, wait. So here's something else. The Invisible Man seemed eerily well-timed, releasing in theaters mere days after Harvey Weinstein's conviction on two sex crime charges, including rape in the third degree. Elizabeth Moss stars as a woman trying to escape the clutches of her abusive husband, who has found a way to turn himself invisible. Eww. Okay, so that's a horror movie. And then something cute, Onward, The Charming Tale. It's an animated film. The Charming oh. Tale of two brothers on a quest to spend time with their late oh, yeah. fathers. I yeah. know which one that is. Chris Pratt is in that, who, by the way, I love. Yeah. So then let's see, coming up on March 24th, something called Bloodshot with Vin Diesel. All right, I feel like they're not releasing good things here. Yeah, no, Bloodshot, you know, and you know what's funny, they might even suspend the release of a lot of movies just because of what's going on. They would try, yeah, and other things are going to get delayed anyway, because I think a lot of like movie production companies have shut down, because you've seen yep. like various celebrities and actors are getting sick. Right. And so they're trying to, you know, not spread it. Like, Dan, you know, the actor Daniel Day Kim, he was yeah, in, uh, I I do. Yeah. he was on Lost. Yes, yes, yes. And he was on Hawaii Five-0 for a while. And he yes, announced, he had been, yeah, he had been, uh, he had announced that he was, um, had been diagnosed with the coronavirus. He'd been working in New York. And they shut things down and he wanted to get back to his family in Hawaii. And then when he got back there, he started feeling poorly. So he's doing okay, but Thank God. Um, he's like pretty sure he picked it up on the, you know, scene in New York, whatever he was filming. Okay. Oh, just mercy. Speaking of, of celebrities and coronavirus, there's yes. like this whole thing right now, as you can imagine that celebrities are getting tested faster and better than, or faster, I should say than regular people. And my answer to that, to that is, well, what the hell did you expect? 
Yes. Why are you surprised here? Well, so for example, the NBA has come under fire because it seems like all their players are getting tested. And I actually yeah. happened to hear a snippet from the NBA commissioner on ESPN one day. And okay, this is the reality. I mean, he's like, we didn't take any public resources, private labs, you know, performed and sold these tests to us. Right. So, I mean, yes, that is a classic example of people who can afford to buy things, get things faster. But I'd like to remind people that Americans really want a capitalist society. Well, that, my friends, is a capitalist society. Right. So you don't get to say you want to be capitalists and then complain when the capitalists win. Right. So if we cared more about the government taking care of its people, then the government would be out buying these things off the private market and making sure they get distributed to healthcare workers. Like in my mind, anybody that works in a hospital, a nursing home, a rehab facility, every single employee... I don't care if they have any symptoms. Every single employee should be tested. Yeah. Doctors, you know nurses, janitorial staff, receptionists, therapists, everybody. Yeah. First but responders. Also, yes. It also begs the question, though, you know, the thing, and, and we discussed this yesterday, it's like people with the, um, the flu, they show symptoms pretty quickly. But you've been, if you've been around people with coronavirus, you might not show symptoms for two weeks. And that's what makes it a very difficult virus to, to um, uh, whatever, to, to check out and test. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I mean, I did hear something, and I think this came, I can't remember if I saw it, where I saw it but I read it somewhere, I believe that, um, and I don't know if it was Secretary of Health and uh, Human Services Azar or if it was Vice President Mike Pence who said, listen, you know, hospitals are saying they don't have enough swabs. Like they don't have enough of these things. He's like, so the US government went on the private market and bought 200,000 of them and shipped them to like hospitals. Right. And he's like, so his, the, whichever person said that their answer was basically like, if hospitals don't have supplies, it's because they're not doing a good enough job just seeing what's available in the marketplace. Which, you know, in fairness to hospitals, I'm sure they get their stuff from certain suppliers. And that's what Trump said, actually. He said- And that he, has to be approved. So right. I'm sure it's not that easy for them to get money to just suddenly right. go off and buy stuff from another vendor. Right, right. So you look to the government to say, hey, vendors, we need you to do this. Right, right, right. So- I agree. And Trump was, you know, on the other side of that, people were criticizing him because he said flat out, and I was watching the press conference because now I'm a little obsessed with watching him so I can see what people's takeaway is. And um, I think what's interesting is he had mentioned, hey, listen, if the hospitals can get it faster uh, through private entities or their supply chain, then that's where they need to go first. The government is catching up. So we right. might not be able to give it to you right away. And people criticized him for that. And I was like, yeah, I know we want to depend on the government, but it might not happen that quickly, especially if you have your own supply chain. And people got mad at him. He's like, I don't know what to tell you. It's just that's the way it is. And again, I would remind people who want to live in a capitalist society, this is capitalism. Right. right. So if you're open to having, I don't even want to say a socialist society, but like if you're just right. open to having the government actually provide safety net services, such as being able to help hospitals during a pandemic. Well, right. you're going to have to get behind a little bit more of a little bit to the socialist leaning mentality, right? So right. anywho, I um, have to get going. I have to get ready for my next Zoom appointment. Oh, gosh, you're very busy. 
I know, but I'm going to see if I can figure out how to make this recording actually into an audio file. And if I can, then I will send it to you for your review and audio diary feedback. I would love that. I know. And we'll chat again soon. I guess yeah, I have we can do this far easier than we can get together by walking and stuff. I mean, this was like, I know. dial in and talk. It's true. This is super easy, but I still miss seeing you in person. But I figure for now, since the numbers are going up and the world is getting a little, you know, more stressed out, I figure you and I will practice, you know, we can do this. Responsible social distancing. We're going to make an example of ourselves. That's right. A good example. Good example. <laughs> I'm going to figure out how to do this filter thing on Zoom so that I look better. <laughs> you know, oh, you look beautiful. Mm, my skin's very uneven. I'm not wearing any makeup, but I think a filter think would help me. very good. A filter think. would help me. I know before all this happened, you know, I was going to go get some Botox or fillers. And, oh my God, you don't need you know, any. Just like, you look fine. I need some fillers. You know, you don't need any fillers. I have the 11s and then I have like, I don't know, like quadruple 11s on my mouth. I don't know. I have to look at you. Yeah, you have to see me in person. So let's get through this epidemic <laughs> or pandemic or whatever it is. Yeah. Ready me now. I love you. I Mwah. love you too, Mwah. man. All right. I'll talk to you again soon. All right. Bye. Bye. How do we hang up? I'll end it. I'll oh. end it, Riss. <laughs>
quoting Gandhi's own words on the topic to prove his point, quote, one who conserves his vital fluid acquires unfailing power, end quote. Like vegetarianism, sobriety, and nonviolence, it was a puritanical ideal that he encouraged others to follow, preaching his message to readers of his newspaper, Indian Opinion, quote, it is the duty of every thoughtful Indian not to marry. In case he is helpless in regard to marriage, he should abstain from sexual intercourse with his wife, end quote. Okay, so he was a little eccentric. Who isn't a little eccentric? I don't know why I'm having trouble with that word, but I'm very tired. Anyway, back to the reading. But then I read that at his ashram, he encouraged young girls and boys to bathe together and sleep together to test their temptation, and then reprimanded them for any sexual talk or activity. Meanwhile, as he was instructing the women of the ashram not to sleep with their husbands, he had them sleep naked alongside him in bed to test his celibacy, though it seems he didn't always pass. Quote, Venus sleeping with me might be called an accident. All that can be said is that she slept close to me, end quote. Okay, so he was extremely eccentric. One time, after discovering that a young man had harassed two of his female followers, Gandhi cut, off, cut the girl's hair off. In his writing, he used this incident to demonstrate his belief that women are responsible for sexual attacks on them, because ladies, you really... You're really provoking the boys with those long, silky locks. He believed that a raped woman had lost her value as a human being and that contraceptors were for whores. You don't often see this side of Gandhi's wisdom quoted on a meme. The single story of Gandhi is one of do-no-wrong sainthood. Like many, quote, saints who suppress sexual urges, Gandhi's experiments began to truly warp right about the time he decided to sleep with naked young women, including his own great-niece, Manubin, as a way to test his temptations. Quote, despite my best efforts, end quote, he's reported to have said that, as captured in Joseph Lelyveld's book, Great Soul, Mahatma Gandhi and His Struggle, with India, a book that was banned in Gujarat, Quote, the organ remained aroused. It was an altogether strange and shameful experience, end quote. I can't be certain, but I'm pretty sure he wasn't talking about a piano. Ew. Papu was a creepy uncle? I didn't know what to make of this incongruous information about the man whose legacy we were tracing, a common problem. I suppose given that in an effort to protect his image, letters and other evidence of Gandhi's sexual forays have been suppressed or destroyed. Only in 2010 did Manubin's diaries find their way to the National Archives in Delhi. In them, Manubin says, quote, Kaka, Gandhi's youngest son, Devdas, warned me not to disclose the contents of my diary to anyone, and at the same time forbade me to divulge the contents of the important letters. He said, quote, you are very young, but you possess a lot of valuable literature, and you are also unsophisticated, end quote. Some are tempted, I'm sure, to give Gandhi immunity for his wrongdoings because, quote, the times were different, or, quote, he was imperfect like anyone else, end quote, in order to avoid the cognitive dissonance of this visionary being flawed to the point of disturbed. But failing to acknowledge and condemn the severity of this misdeed blurs the lines between right and wrong. It was a violation of power. To whitewash this invalidates the experiences of anyone who has been personally violated and makes space for it to happen again, particularly when the role model happens to be a national hero. What was I supposed to do with all the inspiration he had given me? I'd been following not only his footsteps, but his moral compass, and it had ended up leading me to the intersection of deep confusion and what the actual fuck, Gandhi. So, yeah, in this time of COVID-19 pandemic crisis, I now also have my own cognitive dissonance and... Uh, no longer have any respect for Gandhi and also find it very interesting in light of the myriad of stories that we've heard in recent years about um, men in India and the regular violence they commit against women. And so now I'm wondering if uh, some of that was inspired by Gandhi. So gross, ooh, and um, yeah, very disappointing. So Sorry to, um, you know, be negative in my audio diary here, but Tori's right. More people should know about this. F you, Gandhi. You don't deserve to be remembered well. So, hello everyone, this is Riss, and I'm doing a little bit of an update per 
Babs's request. Is that I always say Babs, Babs's bat bat it's like August's name. It's like Babs's Bogus's struggle with that, making it plural possessive. <laughs> plural possessive. Oh, I crack myself up. Anyway, I am literally hunker down here in my house. And when I say hunker down, I wish I could show you a picture of this. So having a lot of work done on my house. Uh, basically, a bigger portion of the house has been painted and it's still being painted. And then um, and now my and while that's going on or being finished up, my floors are being redone, um, having some landscaping done shortly. Um, and then some little things are going to be worked on. So there's about five guys in my house, none of which are my husband. My husband is actually out of the house, and that's a bone of contention with me given the current coronavirus uh, epidemic or pandemic that we're experiencing right now. He is actually at a co-worker's house or a former co-worker's house in their basement working because he couldn't stay here and work while all this stuff was being done to the floors. It's too much noise. So, yeah, I mean, but when I say I'm hunkered down, um, I, I mean it because what happened was I had to move all the furniture out of those rooms that were being, where the floors were being redone. Um, and I had to move a lot of stuff out of my bedroom for that to get finished being painted. Does that, I don't even know if that sentence just made sense. However, so yeah, my bedroom's being painted. And so all of the stuff that was in my bedroom is in the guest bedroom. Um, and man, do I have a lot of crap. I got to get rid of this. It's just like, what the hell? And I can't even have a garage sale because of the coronavirus. Like, let's call it what it is. We can't, I mean, I guess I could, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't want to get infected, excuse me, and I wouldn't want to get anyone infected, so, um, you know, whatever, so I'm literally in this room with the door shut, I mean, I have a bathroom, I brought some snacks up from the kitchen, my dog is with me, my son is in his room finishing up, if not done with all his homework, because lockdown, you know, I'm not allowed to go to school, and so we've done, we've gone to week two of digital learning of which he's doing fine knock on wood um yeah so that's really the update from this end and thank god all the work on my house should be done within the next day or so um there were some setbacks as there always are with contractors you know something else comes up they got to go to another site or i don't even know i don't know I mean, I got, there was a little silver lining today when I found out that because I moved all the furniture out of the living room and into the garage, uh, they don't have to charge me for that. So I'm like, woohoo, saving money, saving money in a time of crisis. Um, let's see what else is going on. I have to go to my notes cause I did write some stuff. Um, I know we were talking about uh, situations in the in the last in this past episode, situations where we're watching people, um, uh, who who are out and about, and it's funny because I did post something on. Um, <laughs> oh no, I don't even have it. I did post something on Facebook before, earlier today. Uh, it was two pictures, one picture and the first picture was normal people and it was a whole family hanging out in their living room on their phones. And then the second picture was normal people now and everybody's outside riding their bike and walking. <laughs> and it's so true. It's so weird how we think we're doing the right side by right thing by getting outside and, and enjoying the weather if we can. But really, I think social distancing is very important. And if you, I mean, if you want to sit out on your deck or outside with a bunch of friends, as long as you're six feet apart. And funny enough, my husband did that the other day with his friends here on the block. They all just sat 
with their beer six feet apart and just hung out all afternoon, uh, which I thought was rather hilarious. Anyway, I haven't caught up on any movies, and I'm not really quite sure why, except for the fact that me and my husband and my son can never agree on anything. It's like, if I wanted to watch Crazy Rich Asians, they would say, no, we want to watch James Bond. It's like, I can't win. And then they get mad at me when I'm relegated to the bedroom to watch my own shows. And they're like, why aren't you hanging out? Why are you being so, why are you being antisocial? And it's not because of being antisocial. I just want to watch my own movie. So anyway, after I get with, done with this, I'm going to order myself some food for takeout. Because, again, I can't use my kitchen because these sander dudes are in. And then um, I guess I could have it delivered, but... This is an opportunity to get out of the house for five seconds. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go do that. I'm going to order it from a restaurant right down the street from our house. Because I'm like Babs, I want to support some local businesses. And if they're doing carry-out or take-out, however you want to call it, I call it take-out. Um, I'm all about it. I'm all about just as long as, you know, everything's being prepared like it normally would be, then I'm okay with that. So... I'm going to get myself a salad. And the irony is I have plenty of salad stuff in my kitchen. I just can't get down there to uh, make anything. But I can run out. Anyway, I'm so tired. I need some food. Um, that's really my update as of right this second. Uh, I haven't really, again, I haven't really been watching the news. Um, I might watch it later today. If... Governor Cuomo was on. I should have watched him because I appreciate him. He's lots of fun. Uh, to Not lots of fun. I shouldn't say he's lots of fun. Him and his brother are listening to them is lots of fun. No, watching the news with him is very um, uh, not entertaining, but it's uh, I get my updates from him because unlike the person that's running this country, uh, he's taking this very seriously. So... Anyway, that's all I got for now. Thank you. Everybody, please stay safe. Everybody, please, you know, I know it's hard to stay inside, but uh, minimize your social interactions with people. Just try and stay inside as best you can. Or just try and stay six feet apart. Six feet apart. Anyway, stay safe. Talk to you guys later. This has been a Season 2 episode of A Walk in the Park podcast. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please head on over to Apple Podcasts or Google Play to rate, review, and subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. You can also follow us on our social media accounts. On Twitter, that's at a wit Podcast. On Facebook, you can find our A Walk in the Park Facebook page by searching at a wit Podcast. And on Instagram, you can find us at a Walk in the Park Podcast. We'd love to hear from you.